Welcome to Mighty House. This is a radio show for people with problems. Home improvement problems, that is. Send an email now to Robbie at MightyHouse.net or call into the show at 877-711-5611. From foundation leaks to roof repairs, the Mighty House team is on the job. You're listening to Mighty House. All right, good morning, Chicago. I'm Ron Calgo. The Mighty House team is on the air. Do you work on your $500 computer? How about your $5,000 or maybe $20,000 car? If you don't, is it because you don't know what you're doing? And if you don't repair your own computer or car, why do you think it's okay to work on the most expensive investment in your life? Are you really going to work on your home all by yourself? Why not give us a call and find out if it's something you should try? We can also help you put a game plan together so you can tackle that home project correctly. With a little help from us... Uh, you can make sure your most make sure your most expensive investment does not turn into your most expensive mistake. Give us a call at 877-711-5611. That number again, 877-711-5611. We've got open phones right now, so get your questions in. In the first hour, we'll be taking your calls, and we'll have the Mighty House Tip of the Week with Rich Calgill. In the second hour, more phone calls and emails and uh, clutter clarity, possibly with Robbie Earhart. We'll see if nope. she can call in. Nope. And the third hour, we'll be taking your phone calls and answering emails. So uh, that's what we're here for. You got a home improvement problem? Give us a call. We'll uh, try and straighten it out for you. You can join us on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and Periscope Live right now. Brought to you in part by Mr. Floor, $99 Closing, and Mag Erad. And whenever, uh, wherever you're watching, click on the like button and subscribe, and you'll be notified when uh, we hit the air every Saturday. Or if we do something during the week, you'll be notified of that. We're broadcasting worldwide and live from 7 to 10 every Saturday at MightyHouse.net, TuneIn.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. Podcasts and previous shows available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and on HomeApprovementUSA.com. Find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. Video clips of the show are available at MightyHouse.net and on our Mighty House YouTube channel. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram uh, for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. And our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. And if you give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline, it's 877-711-5611. You will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at MrFloor.com. There you go. And uh, Robbie's got a uh, an issue this morning. She said, uh, not going to make it. I guess this is where I should actually check my phone. Because I don't, I, you know how some people, they wake up and they flip over, they grab their phone to see what's going on. I didn't look at it until you reminded me here. <laughs> oh, I don't look at my phone. Like, see, my phone's plugged in here. Uh-huh. This is the other end of my house. Right. I don't have it anywhere near me. Yep. In the evening or in, in, during the night, because nope. I don't want to look. <clears throat> don't want to be disturbed. Nope. So, <laughs> when I pull in the garage, it's, and so am I. Yeah, it stays on the bike or stays in the truck wherever it is. Yeah. When I pull in the house, I'm done. So yes, I sat down to uh, you know log into Zoom here and saw the message. So. Yeah, you had to tell me. So I and then I I got in. I drove you know drove here and been messing around and hadn't looked at it until you reminded me so yeah um i don't know okay. <laughs> i think it is the people in my world don't like that so 
<laughs> so that's just the way it goes. Well, it's funny. So my wife and I both have Android phones, and most of our friends, not all, but a good number of them all have iPhones. Uh-huh. And every time we send a text to them, it does it twice. Yep. And then when they send a text back on the iPhone, I don't get it. Or, like, not everybody. I'm not getting yeah. everybody's texts back. Right. Yeah. They come back in different... Uh, I think they come back, like, just from them instead of in that group that you sent it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's messed up. Yes. They need to sync, sync that up. Make it work right no, again. That would be... No, let's just charge you $1,000 for a phone, which I'm not a big fan of Apple anyway, because... I think they're great for gaming and stuff uh-huh. and pictures, but they're hardly productive tools. Not for what we do. No. Um, they're, I mean, at least with Android, I got all my Microsoft, everything that I can not just look at, I can edit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just not a big fan. And I mean, this goes back to the 80s when I was a programmer and Apple, it kind of sucked then. Uh-huh. It still does. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but if you're an architect, you do a lot of design stuff. Um, it's it's much more efficient. Works a lot better. Uh, an if you have world. somebody that writes software for it for Mac. Yes, exactly. exactly. But I know like SoftPlan and Builder Trend, all those are much better on PC. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, whatever. Just lost an ear. Oh. Now what'd you do? I I'm messing with it. Hold on. Hold on. What you do? There what you go. You what you uh, yeah, do? you got you got to talk to me. I bumped the cord and I went from two ears to one. So oh, I don't like that. That's no. the way it goes. So how you doing this morning, Andrew? You look like disheveled. Yes, I'm very disheveled. Are you okay, brother? Yes, I I will get through it. Yes, I'm good. <laughs> what does that mean? Get through it. We'll talk about it off the air. Uh, everything's fine. Uh, everything's fine. Good. Okay. Family's all good. Everything's fine. The house is stable, yes. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Good. You should see him, Rich. He's 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 definitely not himself. Yeah, you got the we need the yeah, we need the I didn't uh, gel my hair this morning. No, you need we, need the, we, we need the we need the Andrew cam this morning. Oh, that yeah. Totally. The Skype cam? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Robbie's not here today. That's right. We could turn that. We could. All right, cool. So uh, something happened this week. I, I got a, a piece of stone that had been sitting outside, you know, mm-hmm. a piece of granite countertop. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was like a absolute black because it's yeah. been sitting outside for like 15 years and I'm sure they washed it and stuff, but they were getting ready to toss it. And I thought, Hmm, I might be able to use that. So I took it home mm-hmm. and, and, uh, I soaked it down with the, and, and this sounds like a plug, but I soaked it down <laughs> With the Mr. Floor natural stone cleaner. And mm-hmm. I, I soaked it down, scrubbed it, soaked it down again. I just kept, and I just kept spraying it on there. And then I got um, our, our little steam cleaner and scrubbed it. And it's actually like, it, it's not an absolute black. It's, it's actually got a bunch of different it's colors. It's white. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> it's got all these, these grays and, and, and tans in it. It was amazing to see. How well that cleaned up. I, I couldn't believe it. I thought, nice. well, I'll try this Mr. Stone or Mr. Floor Stone Cleaner. Like, it might work. It was amazing how well it cleaned it up. Looks brand new. So, um, I, I guess there's... Brand a, new for something that could be a billion years old. Yeah, well, yeah. And it had been sitting outside, you know, in the weather for 15 years. Yeah. 
So well, that's I, the beautiful thing about granite. It, it doesn't just, really get bad. Well, yeah, exactly. It's it dirty, like you said. But I thought, so it, are you going to cut it? Do you have a? Is it a slab or is it a countertop cut? Because it it was like, like it was like a. I was fortunate to have buddies up there in Chicago before I left, and they're yeah. all stone centers union. You know, they're in the Mason Union or twenty, right? In uh, but they're marble and stone centers downtown. Sure. So I got all the diamond disc, diamond blade. You know, so I cut tops, polished edges, blah blah blah. I got all this stuff, and I'm like, I wish I didn't know how to do that. <laughs> uh huh. So, but yeah, it's actually kind of cool. I made all the countertops in our last house, you know, just went out and got a couple of slabs, which slabs you can get fairly cheap, 30, 40 bucks a square foot or less. Sure. I think Golden Leaf's like 15 bucks a square foot. Yeah. But it's the fabrication that, of course, and installation that they're going to have to charge you for, which it's, you know, it's specialized tools. Sure. So yeah, do, make them in the driveway. Right. Carry them in the house. That's a great way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. If you uh, if you have the tools and, and the, uh, the ability, you know, the, the time to do it. Yeah. Um, but this one is, it's a probably 28 to 30 inches by six feet. So oh, I, I thought nice. it might make a good desktop. That's kind of what I was thinking. Absolutely. So now I just got to build the desk for the top in, in the, me- <laughs> in the meantime, it'll be leaning up against the wall in the garage for the next three years, you know? So Another 15, but at least you won't have to rewash it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll be inside. I'll just wipe it down next time. Uh, yeah. but, um, I, I don't know. We've been, uh, saving that stone, you know, that we take out as long as it's good pieces and are decent mm-hmm. size, been donating to Habitat for Humanity and, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, it's good. I mean, you could, if you can pick up a, a nice piece of stone for a small, like a vanity top or something like that, uh, you can, you can have them cut it up, cut the sink in it and, and repolish it. Well, that's it another thing too, though, is. If you're doing a kitchen or bathroom remodel, particularly bathroom, let's say bathroom remodel, mm-hmm. um, I recommend you go to multiple uh, stone fabricators yeah. and ask them to see the remnants. Because what people don't realize, you get a slab, it's 96 square feet or whatever it is. It's, uh, no, it's 70, I think it's 70 square feet. But anyway, <coughs> and they do vary. But you got 70 square feet and, you know, somebody bought this slab to make these tops and there's always pieces left over. Yep. If you ask for remnants, you go through all the remnants, you can probably find it. If you don't find it this yard, go to the next. Yep, and you'll find something you like for sure. So, All right, we'll take a quick break, and we'll come back right after the break. You are listening to Mighty House. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. Here I come to save the day. Here they come to save the day. This is Mighty House. I, are we there? Are we on? Testing, are testing, testing, yet? testing. I can't hear myself. Testing. Oh, there we go. Much better. I think we need to uh, infuse some energy into John from Smart 265. Yes. Okay, I was thinking that, but I didn't <laughs> want to say it. It's on air, but you didn't. <laughs> what? Like it's a surprise. <laughs> John's a great guy. Let me. T- <laughs> I uh, I went. What do you do? Turn your mic on. Yeah, yeah, I turned my mic on. I can hear myself now. Oh, I can hear you better now too. Yeah. See. Thank. Thanks, there, buddy. <laughs> no, I I stopped out there and I saw. I ran into George. I went to the Smart Two Sixty Five open house that they had out there. And yeah, uh, it's uh, it's at it's a Union Training Center, is it not? Yes, yeah, and uh, what an amazing facility, dude! 
Like that is like a big toy box. Un- unbelievable. Think of the tool. Think any tool, and then go in there. It's in there, and and uh, it's amazing stuff that they've got going in there. CNC machines and and all kinds of stuff. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and then they then they get the old school. You know, they still got the old benders and you know all the brakes and all that kind of stuff too. And then they've got set up every type every type of system that you can think of that you know might be installed. Take mm-hmm. it apart. You actually go there and you install it. You make it work. And nice. uh, uh, furnaces and air conditionings, heat pumps, and anything from you know a five hundred square foot house all the way up to massive you know, high-rise buildings and what, what would be installed in, in high-rise buildings. And it's just amazing, the the facilities. You mean like chillers and stuff? You, yeah, yeah. I mean, and they're installed, working. They, yeah. So, you know, so the people that are going through the service track learn how to service all those different pieces of equipment. Right. And then the the installer part, you know, the, that are just the sheet metal part, those guys are going through and learning how to do all the sheet metal work. Right. No, it's... Uh, it- so I tell people a lot, multiple times, you know, the, the problem I have work, living down here now and working down here is just the, the lack of skills or pride. Yep. You know, I say I can buy you the best tools in the world. I can show you how to use the tools. I can't teach you pride. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's actually really difficult down here. And I say it makes it worse because I come from a union town. I mean, sure. just the guys take pride in their work. They do a great job. You know, plum is plum, level is level. You know, we used to, the plumbers would do all our copper. You know, I remember doing like body sprays and stuff in showers. Yeah. And the copper work was absolutely gorgeous, yeah. right? Everything's perfect and, and lined up. You didn't want to. still going to, and we're still going to cover it with drywall <laughs> and tile yeah. or Duroc and tile. But yet they took pride in work, you know, down here. It's like, man, it just wiggles in there and it connects and it's not leaking. So it must be good. You know, it's like, yep. oh my God. Yep. And yep. You just yep. can't whole different mentality yeah so and they've even got a uh, a house built in there for blower door testing and 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 setting up and, and doing that kind of stuff so hmm. um and then finding out why it's leaking where it's leaking how do you fix it you know mm-hmm. and they can create leaks and stuff like that and i mean it's just it's a it's an amazing facility and then they have all the uh you know for the roof the standing seam roof and right uh the, the pieces to make all that stuff and how do you make hmm. all those pieces and um, and then they, uh, the other part is like with the roofing sections, they'll assign different teams to it so that that way and give each piece, each piece of that one section to a different, uh, team. So now they have right. to learn to work together to make sure that when they stop, <clears throat> that the next team coming in has a place to start and it works and, right. Um, they can figure it out. Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, that's, that's always an issue is. Where does where do you draw the line between the 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 plumber, the HVAC guy, the electrician, the framer? Who stops where? Who does what? How do you how do you how do you bridge that gap so make sure that everything gets done? You know. Yeah. And, no, I get it. And that's part of what they're trying to teach there too. So, uh, Smart Two Sixty Five has uh, had a blast out there with those guys. And so, uh, stop out there, check it out, or give them a call there, and you can check out their website too. Uh, they've got uh, classes starting in October, I think. So. If you want to get in on that, learn a trade. They they, they can they might be able to take you. So we'll find out. Yes. I'm sure George will be answering shortly. So I have a young friend of mine down here who's um, he's heading up to Georgia in a week or so. He's doing the 15 week uh, lineman class. Oh, cool! I 
It's about time you got yourself a real job. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, the linemen, that's pretty cool stuff there. Yeah, that sounds like fun. All right, let's uh, travel. Yeah, let's go to the uh, uh, the phones here, and it's uh, you got Will there. Will report the Will. Time for the Will report. Hey, Will, thanks for hanging on, buddy. Hey guys, how you doing? The, yeah. Um, Ghostbuster. What? You're the Ghostbuster. Yes. Well, not so much. Just I was an electrical inspector, quote unquote, <laughs> for this guy. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it was fun. I spent I spent like about an hour and a half, two hours on the set. They were doing all the stuff, and it's like I'm, you know. Have thirty seconds, but I guess that's the way it goes. That's how it anyway, is. Anyway, uh, my topic for today: Will to report live from my driveway, waiting for my wife to come. Okay. Um, I get you know I do inspections not only for pre-purchase, but also for maintenance inspections, for water intrusion, for the split face block, for all that other stuff. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I I deal with I deal with a lot of condominium associations, and we have a lot in Chicago where there, it's a three-unit duplex down or duplex up. So you've got three families who are there, they are the association. Right. And they figure, well, we don't have to do this all formally. We can just be friends. <laughs> and they, yeah, they don't know what they're doing. And uh, not, I'm not saying that to slam them. I'm just trying to say that a condominium is a halfway house between an apartment and a house. Yep. Because in an apartment, you don't do anything. And in a house, you do everything. Yep. And in a condo, you have to do some of it, and you have to work with other people for the rest of it. Yep. And, in a condo, um, you only so, own the paint in. Yeah, but uh, as as part yeah. of the association, you have to you have to deal with it. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. And, exactly. So they they elect one of their members to be the sacrificial goat. <laughs> I mean, whenever I hear the guys. Right. Whenever, yeah. I, whenever someone says to me. They, they call me and says, I'm the condo board person. I say, may God have mercy on your soul. Yeah. Um, but uh, they, so they call. And they, I've had a number of issues, and, and you, you know, because of some people we work with together, Ron, that, um, you know, we we go to them and we say, okay, this is what's wrong. This is how it has to be fixed. This is how much it's going to cost. Yep. And then they go into the ple- pleading section. Uh-huh. Oh, can you reduce your price? Can you do this? Because they don't have any money. Yep. And the reason they don't have any money is they haven't set their assessments properly. So the biggest thing you can do if you're a condo association, this goes out to all you condo people out there, have what they call a reserve study. Have a reserve study done every 10 years. A reserve study is like an inspection, but you're inspecting the common areas of the house. Okay. And what it is is it's not like defects. It's like this is what you have. You have a modified bitumen roof. The average life is this life. Your roof is so old, it's going to last you this amount of time. What's it going to cost when you have to replace it? They go through all of this. It's like an actuarial study. Okay. And then when you're done, you know how you should set your assessments, and you know how you should schedule your maintenance, and you know how you should schedule your changes out. For all the common area stuff. Right. And, And if you do that, then you never have special assessments. And the things that kill these condos is special assessments. Right. Because somebody has a problem, like on the third floor because of the roof, and the other two guys are like, oh, hey, screw you, that's not my problem. Right. And so, you know, that, that there's one I know that's trying to throw this third floor lady under the bus, and I'm like, no, this is where you call a lawyer because they've got to deal with it. And um, so really and truly, if you do, 
I don't do reserve studies myself, but I know inspectors who do. You got a guy. One, just give, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got, well, Jeff does them. Yeah. Jeff does them. Oh, yeah, Jeff. Um, okay, yeah. A couple, and a couple other people, domicile, you took domicile before. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, and, and they're good guys and they know how to do it. It's every 10 years and it'll make things much easier for you. Yes. Now, um, if, if you're also buying into a condo, that's something you should right. be checking into to make sure that the association is solvent, that they have the money, that, you know, that the you're not. The reserves are up to date. Yeah. You have to, that, that when right. you're buying in, that's the one of the first things you should be looking at. Forget what kind of right. faucets they have. And if the wood floor is sanded, you know, that's the important part because that could end up costing yeah. you big bucks if the roof goes or something like that. And all of a sudden you're yeah. writing ten dollars or $15,000 check that you didn't expect. So. Yeah, when you're buying into a condo, ask to see a copy of the latest reserve study. Okay. If they go, what's that? Think about it. Think twice or three times before buying into that condo if they say, what's that? Yep. yep. Um, I, I, I just I just had a meeting on, on Friday with the, with the situation. And three nice people, three nice whatever, they're facing like $98,000 worth of repairs, Ugh. and they have no idea where they're going to no get the money. Yep. So, um it's uh, just, you know, it's a fiduciary responsibility. It's a corporation treated like such. Um, you know, it's time, it's time time to put on your big boy pants, you yep, know, yep. and grow up. Uh, <laughs> yep, that's it. That's all I got. Thank, Great. Thanks, thank you Will. Very much, guys. All right, bud. We'll talk to you. So, yeah, Will posted the, uh, the Ghostbusters uh, episode that he was on. It's on our uh, Facebook page. So if you want to go see him in the... Uh, in the Ghostbusters episode, he's Ghostbusters. there. Ghostbusters, what was it? It was um, Paranormal or something? Yeah, something Files, Lost Files or whatever the name of the show yeah. is. But the, the episode's there with him in it. So that's that's pretty cool to do that. When you, it, It's fun to get to do that kind of stuff. So, But then to back up on what he's saying, when you're buying these condos, these condos are all built the same. They, they're all with the same layout. So if you find one you love, it that doesn't mean that's the only one. There's going to be another one somewhere that's built exactly the same way with the exact same layout. Check to make sure that the condo association is solvent and that yep. the, that uh, they've got reserves, like we said, and make sure that, that that's set up and going. Because if they're not doing that now, when you get when you get in there, it's going to be a nightmare. And uh, there are so many places we go that the roof's leaking on the th- for the third floor, and the people on the first and second floor say it's not my problem. So you have to wait. That's all right. You have to I wait until the water the, gets to them. I and, got people on the third floor that have to buy flood insurance. Sure. See, there you go. So you know, uh, check into that stuff before you buy a condo. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more right after this. You're listening to Mighty House. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. Does your dig that? Nice dig it. I thought you said your dig did not bite. That is not my talk. It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. All right, you can join us on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Periscope Live right now, brought to you in part by... 
Maggie Rad. You're turned way down. I am turned way down. I am turned. Andrew no? fixed levels. No? We, oh, there we go. More better? Turn up the headsets. There you go. All right, you can join us on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Periscope Live right now. Brought to you in part by Mr. Floor and Mag Erad. And wherever you're watching, just click on the link, uh, like button, and you can uh, subscribe. And you'll be notified when we hit the air. So uh, with that, podcasts and preview shows available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and on HomeApprovementUSA.com. Find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. You can give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline also. It's 877-711-5611. And you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at MrFloor.com. There you go. All right. Uh, I can't hear you very well. You can't hear me? Huh. It's all the way up, he says. Andrew, what'd you do? (laughs) Nothing happened. Nothing, honey. So are you good? More better? More nope, sounds same. Still the same. Same, same. Same, same. Let me check me volume. Okay. There we go. Oh, I'm already too high. You're already too high. Well, while we're trying to figure this out, uh the the ISEA, the Illinois Solar Energy Association. That's right, I can hear you. Continue with the show. And um they the spot we just heard there. The raffle runs through November 29th, and uh, the winning ticket will be drawn on December 5th, 2019. Each ticket's 100, and you can get a discount tickets uh, for the price of three. There are only 2,500 tickets being sold, so uh, make sure you get your tickets and enter it today. That is uh, November 29th is the last drawing for the sh- for the uh, car, and uh, so it's a pretty slick ride. So. Go to illinoisolar.org for more information there. All right. And then with that, how do you, how, can you hear me now? Barely. Really? That's very yeah. strange. You huh. were fine till that break, and it's like he turned the commercials back. And it just, and, it, and he just lost it. Up. Huh. Interesting. All right. Well, um, one other, th- I don't know who sent that to me. There was a picture of a, uh, AC booster fan. Did, I don't know if you caught that on on the Facebook, Rich. No, I don't do Facebook anymore. <laughs> so someone had the air compressor, and I don't know if it was not moving enough air through it, or if the fan broke on the inside oh, the that, compressor. I did get that in a message. Yes, the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it strapped a house fan <laughs> or a fan on top of their compressor. Yes, and then they taped it, sealed it to the. <laughs> to the top of the compressor and then obviously turned it on to help it draw some air so they can cool it down. Um, which honestly is quite ingenious, especially if it's just the motor that broke. Uh, it, well, that's just silly. <laughs> but if it's, or if it's really, but I agree. Hot, hot. I mean, like, but it's a lot of work just to <laughs> rig that together. Like they did. That's just funny. <laughs> Yeah, or if you need to move some more air, maybe if you're moving more air, that's it's more better, right? Got to be right. It works better if, that way. If a lot is good, then more is better. That's right. There you go. That's amazing. So, um, so you can check that out. I think I put that on on Twitter also. But um, you, I don't know that when, if you're trying to fix your AC, and it it actually was hot here this this past uh, this past week. It's cooled back off again, but um, there was actually AC. 
time here in the Chicagoland area. And they they make these goofy mister things to put on your on on your com- condenser coils well, outside. Well, it will increase the efficiency, but it's a waste of water. Yeah. So, um, and balancing this stuff, I, I was, um, George from Smart 265 wants to do the, uh, the freeze it down, you know, freeze a Coke down to uh, 35 degrees and then pressurize it and let it go. So, um, but, and, and watch it freeze when it comes out just because it's under pressure. But that's all part of that AC system. So, um, right. if you're, if you're going to do that, your AC is not working properly, then you want to get it charged up and, and make sure it gets, uh, you have good maintenance done to it, preferably at the beginning of the year so that that way it works all, all summer long. So, right. um, and that's not something you're going to do yourself, generally speaking. So, uh, I, I have mine serviced. I'm going to assume you have yours. You don't do yours. You're by yourself. Either. Well, we service ours just before air conditioning season, which is January 1st. <laughs> Through December thirty first. Yeah, like we were talking before the show. You said, "Oh, yeah, we got to break ground in January." I'm thinking, "What? No, you don't want to break ground in January." Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you don't have your foundation in by Thanksgiving, it's usually not going to happen. But right. no, I'm looking to drive piles in January because that's when everybody's slow. That's amazing. Yeah, that's see, there's there's something wrong there. So no, it's just we don't have frost. It makes it easier. Yeah, no, but just listening to it. It makes you think, right. okay, there's well, something's off there. Why would you want to be pouring concrete in January? You, you can't. That's when all the concrete guys go south and, and hang out and relax for the uh, for a couple of months. Did you just do anything? I, I have done nothing, and he was, yeah, he's. Because you just, all of a sudden, the sound is fine now. Really? Yeah, he was sitting back. He, he, wasn't, even do, he wasn't even doing anything. That wow. makes me wonder if I have a loose or a bad wire somewhere. Oh, you got a wire, a bad wire? I might have a bad wire. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, because now you're normal again. All right, never mind. Go ahead. I, so, yes. Rich, I have never been normal. You know that. Ish. <laughs> Normal-ish. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. All right, I, uh, just talk a little the the AC stuff there. Um, and then also the the other picture we put up there was the the crock pot. Uh, no, that one I didn't see. Okay, so it was a radiator. It was it was just a the standard looked like a steam or you know oh, hot water radiator, that. and it but in the middle of it, <clears throat> some people were calling it a, a pie warmer, a bread warmer, and it, it looks like it was just like so whatever you could put in there, you could just put your you know, your, your dishes in there. I've never seen up. a radiator like that. That was a no. steamer hot water radiator that had a couple of shelves and doors built in the middle of it. Yep. So it would, like you said, you could proof your your dough. You could keep pies warm. You could, I mean, put dinner in there and, you know, heat it up. Right. Never right. seen one like that. That radiator's got to have some value. I would think so. Now, because I've never seen one like that. What about putting your your blankets in there to warm them up before you go to bed, so that Ooh. way your blankets are warm? What do you think about that's, that? That's a nice one. Because uh, what's what's the temperature of those radiators? Hundred and some degrees, like one one fifty maybe. I know. I would. I would say probably. So I mean, you know, it's not going to be hot enough to really to cook much, but 
Um, it would keep food warm, but it, I don't know that it would it would cook anything necessarily. But if you were maybe if you had it in your bedroom, you could throw your blankets in there a couple hours before you're ready to go to bed, and then you come in there now your blankets are all nice and warm. Again, I think that's a, a brilliant idea. <laughs> a blanket warmer. Yes. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I was just trying to figure out what they used it for, what it was made for. So that. Uh, that was I found that pretty interesting. So and I agree. I like I, we said, never seen one like that before. Um, I think it would be awesome to have one. Yeah. Yep. Um, you need to get buy a boiler. If you had a, a mm-hmm. boiler system, then you could do it. But I don't even know where you would find one. Probably you have to go. Um, what a radiator or a boiler? Boiler. The, well, the, yeah. well, no. I mean the radiator with the. Oh no, that would definitely come from a, uh, a restoration salvage place but probably out east wouldn't you think yeah i mean they definitely have more east than anywhere else but like i said i i'm not a young person i've never seen one like that yeah no i hadn't either um and then so then somebody else posted one a picture of what they had seen when they were doing a they they were servicing somewhere and they found one underneath the kitchen sink that was just the shelving unit that had, you know, like the water ran through the shelves and through the, the posts in the, in the, um, really? yeah, yeah. And mm. it, it, so it was, but that was underneath the kitchen sink, which is a good place mm. for it. That way the pipes don't freeze in there. Right. So that, that was pretty cool. So, all right. Um, two minutes, two minutes. And, and then, and then it's time for the uh, tip of the week. Nine, yes. two minutes, oh, two minutes and nine seconds. No, oh, 90 seconds. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, there you go. What's this uh, guest post? Oh, uh, oh here, was a, here was a quick little thing that I saw, too, that if you were needing to childproof your, uh, your house real quick, but you didn't want to go out and buy all those things for the doorknobs, you, you take the old... Um, Old Tupperware, cut the lid off, slide it over the handle, and then clip the Tupperware back on it. And now that becomes a uh, a doorknob saver where the kids can't grab onto it. So I've, I found Do that pretty what? cool. So you take the lid, cut a hole in it, slide it over the doorknob, and then... Oh, and then put your Tupperware, like a small Tupperware thing. Yeah, and then you clip the Tupperware on there. Gotcha. And, and now you... Like a- a waste of good Tupperware. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying if it was old, you know, you weren't using right. it anymore, then you could turn it into a doorknob saver, childproofing it. So, childproofing it, yes. Yes, exactly. All right, take a quick break. We'll be back with the tip of the week next. You're listening to Mighty House. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. Lisa, if you don't like your job, you don't strike. You just go in every day and do it really half-assed. That's the American way. It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. All right, we're broadcasting worldwide and live. From 7 to 10 every Saturday at MightyHouse.net, TuneIn.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. <laughs> Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. You can follow us. 11. <laughs> Dep- 
7 to 10 every Saturday Central Time. There you go. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. And our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. And uh, Klein Tool of the Month, you know what that is, Rich? I It's a um, ratcheting crimper. Yes. I don't remember the model number. It's, I selected it. Yes, you did. It's a 3005CR ratcheting crimper for wires number 10 through 22 AWG insulating terminals. What 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 does that stand for? You remember their uh, fresh meat? What does AWG stand for? American. Right. That, 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 that. Let's uh, let's let let's see if uh, fresh meat remembers. I, I'm not sure. No, I'm oh. not sure. American. <laughs> oh, they, well, that's because he Rich just said it. American wire, wire grade. Oh, close. Close. American close wire gauge. Prize. Oh, American wire. What is it? Gauge. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So. Andrew, you may not know this. So when you have a wire sure. and you have electricity, it does not run through the wire. Electricity only runs on the surface of the wire. Oh. The outer surface. That so that is why stranded wire carries more amperage than a solid wire. It has more surface area because of all the strands. And it's a very strange thing. Yes. If you that ask me. Sounds very strange. Yeah. <laughs> It's you like guys a, have all the answers. It's Seriously. like the water pipe. You know, the water pipe that comes out of the middle of the water pipe. You would think that's it. No. This, the water would be coming around the outside of it. Right. It's like having pipes, right, and having the water only <laughs> run on the outside. That's Because that's how electricity works in the wire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So there we go. So anyway, give uh, Trixie a call if you want to sign up and win the, the Klein Tool of the Month. The Klein Tool of the Month is this uh, 3005 CR Ratchet and Crimper. And uh, we'll get you signed up for that. And we'll have a drawing at the end of the month and send it out to you. And if somebody won the newsletter, Rich, how could you do that? Oh, you go to MightyHouse.net and you just click on the Contact Us page, put in your first, last name, email address, scroll on bottom, down to the bottom and click on Boom, Done. Boom, Done. And then if the ram, uh, rumbling and <coughs> r- rambling, <laughs> mm. if uh, that was a Freudian slip, right? If the rambling and cracking sounds are made by your water heater, or there never seems to be enough hot water, stop by the Water Heater Warehouse in Northbrook. Talk with Bob. He has a full line of A.L. Smith Professional Line water heaters with pure magnesium anode rods. Other places cheap out and install the aluminum anode rods that gel and sludge. But with Bob, everyone gets wholesale prices. Water Heater Warehouse in Northbrook. It's right across the street from Glenbrook North in high school. And uh, you can give Bob a call at 847 564 that's 847-564-4448. And, of course, he also has the Maggie Red, and it comes now comes in a two-pound family size. He can uh, sell you that also. It's approved by all water heater manufacturers. And you can find it where, Rich? At Menards. How many? All 410 of them. At least 410. <clears throat> yes. And the water heater, or you could just go by the water heater warehouse in Northbrook. Stop by, give Bob a call. 847 847- Five six four 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 eight, and uh, he'll get you all squared away. If you need a new water heater, or you just need to clean it. He's a, a great resource uh, for any any issues with uh, plumbing, and in particular yes. water heaters. He wrote the book on them. How does that sound? He's still writing the book on them. <laughs> yes, he is. All right, here we go. Okay, Sparky. 
Beautiful. So this week we're going to talk about sizing bath fans. And we're going to try to make this as simple as possible. So we talk on the show all the time about ventilation. And people call in all the time with concerns about growths in their bathroom. Right. So and we want, what it, is this a 12 by 12 or a 10 by 10 or it a 6 by 6? What size? So they talk about their bathroom. So <laughs> we know it's from a lack of ventilation. I'm just going to just keep going over there. <laughs> so how do you determine how much ventilation you need? So there's some complex formulas you can use. So let's start there. Uh-huh. So let's say for bathrooms that might be less than 100 square feet, you know, probably 80% of those in America. Okay, yeah. You want to find the cubic square footage of your bath. Cubic. So, the, yeah, cubics. So the method is really simple. It's just length times width times height, right? So 10 by 10 by so, 8. So, well, let's go 10 by 8 by 9. Okay. So if it's 10 by 8 by 9, then it's 720 cubic feet. But if you multiply that times 0.13. Okay. You'll come out with 93.6, which then you round up to the next tenths, and that means you need a 100 CFM fan. Okay. So cubic footage divided by 0.13 will give you your fan. Right. But I don't like that formula. <laughs> no. Why would Rich like that one? No. Well, because we... it doesn't, t- it's too simple. And, <laughs> and the point of ventilation is air changes. So in your bathroom, you're shooting for eight air changes per hour. Okay. So we want to make sure that we're taking air changes into consideration. So you want to multiply the width, the length, and the height of the room. You want to divide by 60. That's how many minutes there are in an hour. Okay. Then you want to multiply by 8 Huh? the number of air changes you want. Okay. So in my previous example, we have the same bathroom, 10 foot by 8 foot by 9 foot tall. That's 720 cubic feet divided by 60 is 12. Okay. Then you take 12 times 8, that is 96, so you need a 100 CFM fan. <laughs> Did you talk to George? Did George send you this? <laughs> no. <laughs> now, how, can, how much more You complex? see, I came up with the same fan. <laughs> how complex but this was much it? more complicated yes. <laughs> and impressive, <laughs> and it made you think about air changes. Okay, yeah. There you go. Hey, you know, if you can't dazzle them with brilliance, you have to baffle them with That's, bull. All right, exactly. All right. Now. <laughs> now. If the bathroom is bigger, larger than 100 square feet, the Home Ventilation Institute recommends that you add the CFM requirement for each fixture present. Ooh, so okay. So a toilet is 50 CFM, a shower is 50 CFM, a bathtub is 50 CFM, CFM uh-huh. and a jetted tub, like a whirlpool, for whatever reason, is 100 CFM. Because you're stirring the water and it's going to evaporate. I faster. suppose. So let's take all the tough math out of this and okay. all the air changes and everything. Okay. In your standard bathroom that's under 100 square feet, you have a tub, shower, you know, right mix, and a toilet. Yes. Yes. With those simple rules, you need a 100 CFM fan. <laughs> <laughs> So, the big thing about sizing your fan, Uh I think the 50 each works pretty good. Right. Remember this, though. This is the most important thing. The duct should go directly outside. Yes. The duct must be pulled tight and have as few degrees of bends as possible. I've seen fans go in and start out with a 180 to go outside. Yep. Because the 
the joist was on this side, so they nailed it here instead of putting a block here. And yep, I just shake my head like you guys are idiots. Yeah. Um, and make sure that your damper is installed as best as possible. Most of those that come with the fans are really kind of junky, but yeah. Um, make sure your damper's in there and make sure it's vented directly outside, unobstructed, and the, regardless of the sizing, it should work fine. And then pop for the switch when you can. So yes. it stays on 20 minutes after you're done with your shower. Yeah, or the hum- the humidity switch that's got a humidity yes. controlled. So it'll yeah. come on automatically and go off automatically based yes. on the humidity in the room. So, yes. and uh, the less turns in that duct, the better it is. All right, Absolutely. there you go. We'll be back with more right after the news. You are listening to Mighty House. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. 